a bunch of crazy dogs, that's some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Maddie Buller, and welcome to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the upcoming Week 3 games across the NFL, and in this episode, we will cover all the top games of the week, including picks for Sunday night and Monday night. Andy's going to offer his sandwich game, and I'm going to have a Moneyline Maddie pick of the week as well. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central is Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. And Andy, speaking of Moneyline Maddie, I'm 3 for 3 on the year. I can still pick winners, and I can still make money for all kinds of people back home. And why mess up a good thing? Uh, Yeah, because you had the bonus line, uh, the Ravens, on Monday night. Good for you. Yeah, for those who don't know, we post... All of our games on our website, almostwiseguys.com. And every now and then I'll give a bonus online Moneyline Maddie pick. And for those who are just joining us, the Moneyline Maddie pick is just a pick that you'll do for a reasonable underdog on the money line. So, Andy, uh, it was an odd week, eh? Well, who made it reasonable it was John Harbaugh going for it on fourth and one. Gonna do what? Um,. He asked Lamar Jackson, hey, do you want to go for it? Like, he's actually going to consider his input. Uh, but that was a ballsy move, and it paid off because you don't want to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes late in the fourth quarter. What kind of person to say a toe-to-so? But you know what? A toe-to-so. A fucking a toe-to-so. Well, I'm happy that my 49ers are 2-0 and now, uh, especially that Seattle lost. Unfortunately, I missed both my teaser and my sandwich game of the week. If you were going to eat a sandwich... You would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. Uh, ended up going 8-8 eight and eight against the spread, which wasn't too bad considering it was kind of a messed up week. You know, if you consider the Saints, who the week before beat the Packers 38-3, to had a total of 128 yards on offense. But catch this, Matty. They committed 11 penalties for 115 yards. Personal foul. Oh, pick this up. On number 99 of the defense, after he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there at the 15-yard penalty. There were some big fourth-down plays in my favorite, a last-second Greg Joseph 37-yard field goal for the Vikings to beat the Cardinals. Let's see how that one worked out. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is gone! Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my heavens. You know it's been a tough week when even the announcers can't get it right. Go! And just before we fire it up, Matty, I'd like to give a shout-out to my boy, our boy, Chris C., back in the 519, whose birthday was this week, and there's nothing finer than a 49er. He's been a long-time listener, loyal fan of the show, so, yeah, happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Now let's fire it up. Oh, yeah! All right, the first game on the docket, Kansas City at home against the LA Chargers in an AFC West Divisional matchup. KC six and a half point favorites at Arrowhead. And uh, well, the LA Chargers got a decent squad this year. So I thought last week, eh, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. They had uh, two touchdowns called back on penalties. Uh, Herbert threw another touchdown pass, which was intercepted by the Cowboys. 
I think, uh, you know, that was my sandwich game. I still believe I was on the right side of that. I believe the Cowboys got a little bit lucky. Uh, mm, it's unfortunate for the Chargers. But now they march into Arrowhead Stadium, where, by the way, there are four one and one in the last six games against the spread. You know, Kansas City's last eight wins have come by six points or less. And they've only covered the number once in the past 13 games. They're allowing 200 yards rushing, actually over 200 yards, 202 on the ground. And to put that in perspective, second last place is Seattle with 162. That's a 40-yard differential between the 32nd and the 31st worst team in the league. So I'm saying that Austin Eckler should have a big day. The Chiefs are also 20th in the league in passing yards. Well, what are you thinking on this one, Matty? Well, I mean, first of all, if Kansas City has any designs on going to the Super Bowl again this season, they better start playing defense, um, <laughs> th- right? When have they done Off- It's been better than it has been recently. How about that? I know they've never been a defensive juggernaut, but they've been able to pull a couple games together. The Chiefs have won 31 of their last 35 games versus the AFC West, right? Yeah. Um, it, so we're talking about a rather big spread for a divisional game at six and a half. I mean, the, the boogies are just daring you to take the chargers because they know there's so much money coming in on the chiefs. It's going to be public money. You know that. Of course, the Patrick Mahomes tax is growing just like the Brady tax did. The chargers have the 15th ranked defense in the league. They got a pretty good D, uh, well, compared to Kansas city anyway. And I mean, Justin Herbert can chuck the ball around the yard, not to mention 13 of his 17 career starts. Uh, He's been in games that have been decided by one possession. That's the most by any quarterback since 2020. You know, dude, I think I'm going to take the Chargers to go into KC and cover this one. I'll I'll co-sign that with you. Uh, In 13 career starts, 10 of them, he's thrown for over 300 yards. I I think this, this spread should... Probably be a little bit less. So, yeah, I'm going to take the six and a half points with the with the away team. Now we go up to the Music City, where the Tennessee Titans play host to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, minus five and a half is the spread in Tennessee's favor. And, uh, well, you know, the Titans were my online money line Matty pick last week, and they pulled that one out for me. Pretty sweet. How about Carson Wentz, though? I love this guy. He's the only guy that can break both his ankles in the same game, right? Like, How, how the fuck you get two sprained ankles? Like, would it jump out of a helicopter without a parachute? This is a chopper! Dude, that guy could get a season-ending injury playing fantasy football. Hi-oh! I know he's your favorite player. I, I do know that he is your favorite player. Do I detect a note of sarcasm? Are you kidding me? This baby is off the charts. Why? <laughs> sarcasm detector. Well, that's a really useful invention. Now enter Jacob Eason, you know, the former Georgia Bulldog. Um, last week, his first time uh, in the NFL, two completions on five attempts with one INT. Now, granted, they were going downfield and needed a quick score, so I... I get how that works. He was a fourth-round draft pick last year, but I, I just can't, I can't put I can't put my trust in a guy like that. You know, let, let's go back to the Tennessee game. The Seahawks before last week were fifty-two and zero at home 
after leading by 15 or more points. But that's before they ran into a guy named Derrick Henry, who had a buck 89 on the ground. And he was picking up steam as the game went on. They kept feeding him the ball. When you come in against Derrick Henry, you better go low. I don't care how good Indy's defense is. If they're constantly on the field, they're going to be gassed. Oh, dude, Indy's defense is good, but trust me, as a Bears fan, I know this. There's only so much a defense can do to compensate for an anemic offense. Uh, I mean, the Titans run game, you said it. It's so punishing. It just wears teams down. Even if it's not breaking big games early, eventually they're just going to roll right over you. Uh, now, I also have to say, I think the spread's going to tick up to uh, minus six, minus six and a half by game time. So if you're on the Titans, you should probably buy them sooner rather than later. Oh, I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I think the public's going to be on Indianapolis on this one. No way. Absolutely not. The Colts are a mess with injuries. You got Wentz, Wentz questionable. Uh, their third string quarterback is on IR. Wide out T.Y. Hilton, Courtney Davis, and J.J. Nielsen are all on IR. And Paris Campbell is questionable with an abdominal injury. He's always hurt. He's out of practice this week. Well, I, I, I still see it at five. I don't know where you're looking at five and a half, but I don't think it's going to. It's five and a half on uh, sports interaction. It's still a dead number. Um, speaking of Carson Wentz, I shared a, an interesting statistic with you earlier in the week, Matt, and that was that he had had in his playoff career exactly three yards passing on one completion. There's a guy on the other side of the ball who also has one completion in the playoffs for three yards, and his name is Derrick Henry, and he's a running back. So there you go. And Walter Payton beats them both with his 65-yard bombs. They give to Payton. Payton wants to throw it again. Nobody open. Now Payton back to McMahon. Touchdown! Oh! Oh! With a mint-tight spiral. But I digress. I'm taking the Titans. I don't care if it's five, five and a half, or even six. I'm taking Tennessee on this one. Get a room, you two. We're in a room. Well, then lose some weight. Everybody. All right, let's head to the uh, later afternoon games on Sunday, and we'll head to Los Angeles, where the Rams play host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams are one-and-a-half-point underdogs in their own home. And, uh, you know, these two teams, they've represented the NFC in two of the past three Super Bowls. But uh, I want to start with Matt Stafford. That guy must begin the day wondering if it's all a dream. He's actually got a defense. He's got a team with an actual coach. Yeah, the, the Rams have allowed fewer than 30 points in 15 straight games. That's the se second longest active streak in the NFL. The Tampa Bay, they've got the 23rd ranked defense in the league. What say you, Andrew? Well, let's go back to that 30-point mark because that's something that Tampa Bay has eclipsed in nine of their last nine games, an NFL record. So that's kind of crazy. Brady is, with all that being said, he's still not the most likely guy to win the MVP award. Don't know why. Who cares? But how about Mark Edwards? You know, the Bucs defensive back that had two pick sixes in the fourth quarter alone against the Falcons last week. I'll be honest with you. You know, with, with Stafford sitting with a pass rating of a buck 27, I think the wrong team is favored here. I really do. 100%, Andy. Yeah. 100%. I'm so with you. 
I mean, a wise man recently told me that they can't spell defense in Atlanta. Guess where else they can't spell it? That's in Dallas. And and who are the two teams that the Bucks have faced? The Falcons and the Cowboys. You know, that was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter last week. And if you remember, the uh, week before, the Cowboys were winning inside of the two-minute warning. Now you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald facing them off. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, with all their talent on defense that we talked about leading up to the Super Bowl last year, they're still allowing the league's third-worst passing, allowing 342 yards in the air. The Rams are seventh in the league in passing yards per game. I, I, I don't see a scenario where the Rams don't win this one. I, I mean, it, it is. it looks like a coin flip from what Vegas says, but I think the Rams are a superior team here. I think it's a better up for them. Yeah, for sure. The only reason that they're an underdog, dude, is the Brady tax, just like the Mahomes tax, right? It, it, they're an underdog right now. It's sitting at, uh, well, I've got it at plus 105. To beat Brady, you've got to get to Brady. And the Rams have one of the best pass rushes in the league. Uh, I'm looking to the Rams to hand the Bucks the first loss of the year. Hence, they are my Moneyline Maddie pick. I know it's not a glamorous underdog at plus 105, but it's a good value bet on a strong home team. Don't pay the Brady tax. The taxes! The finger thing means the taxes! The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. All right, on to Las Vegas, where the Raiders play host to the Miami Dolphins. Raiders four and a half point favorites. And uh, how about our boy Derek Carr? 124.1 passer rating on deep passes since 2019. That's the highest in the NFL with the minimum of 20 deep passes. They also have the number one passing offense in the league and they've started 2 and 0 versus teams that were both in the playoffs last year, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh and that's the first time they've done that in the Super Bowl era and that win against Baltimore was so impressive. I did not know that uh about the uh, playoff teams. That is some weird wild stuff. And did, sorry, did we mention Derek Carr in our episode last week? Did we give him any accolades whatsoever? I believe, Andy, that with all the pomp and circumstance we could muster, he graduated from the third best car to the second best car. Which is as high as he's ever going to ascend in that list. Well, unless he ends up playing drums for Kiss, then we can maybe make an apples to apples comparison. Until then, he's the second best car. Hey, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. I would not put it past the Super Bowl halftime planning committee to make something happen. They're always in for a crappy uh, show. So you're suggesting the Raiders won't be in the Super Bowl? Oh, dude, if the Raiders were, they'd tell him to get up there and play drums anyway. The Raiders don't give a fuck. <laughs> he'd be he'd be playing drums with like the full on like shoulder pads with spikes on. Oh yeah, I could totally see him getting in. Would he be playing with curls or what what type of drum set do you think he'd use? Uh I don't know. What type does Animal use from the Muppets? Animal drum? No, let, let, let's consider that the uh, you know, the Raiders in the season opener, right, on Monday night against Baltimore, um, they had a big win. And they followed it up by another big win on the road this past week in Pittsburgh. Next week, they play another primetime game against division rivals, 
the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night. Maddie, you know where I'm going with this. It's an almost wise guys sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. So the question is, can John Gruden get his team up for four consecutive games? My answer is no. It's a tough call for Miami going on the road, having two out with fractured ribs. Enter Jacoby Brissett, a.k.a. Jake Brisket. Brissett pumps. And that one intercepted. He is certainly a backup that's had some meaningful starts in his career. But I look for them to go back to the running game and do so by committee. Will Fuller, the fifth, will be back in the lineup for the first time this season. Um, you know, last season, Miami defense allowed the sixth fewest receptions to tight ends in the league. So they do have the ability to contain Darren Waller. And in case you missed the newsflash, Derek Carr had to have an MRI on his ankle this week. Who's his backup? Mariota, who was on the IR, leaving the masterful Nate Peterman as the next man on the depth chart. Peterman picked off! Joseph! And he will go! Yeah, they don't need another guy in the depth chart. What, you think Derek Carr is not going to show? Dude, his ankle could be hanging off his leg. He was just voted second best Carr. What, you think he's going to leave that title just on the road? You're crazy, You're crazy. You don't think Chucky can get these guys fired up three games in a row? He'll have them going knee-head, knee-head to the top of the AFC this year. Knee-head, knee-head, huh? I do not. Oh, ye of little faith, Andrew. I've been on the Raiders since week one. I'm staying with them. The Raiders will crush your Dolphin Sando as a mere appetizer. Hey, listen, I don't have a disco in here. I don't have a disco. Well, let's all start dancing. All right, the Sunday Nighter this week is a big NFC clash. A couple uh, big-time public teams. San Francisco is at home, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I've got it on Sports Interaction. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites, but they're paying plus 100 right now at that number. I did not know that. Um, I have not seen it wavered off three-and-a-half at all this week in any of the books I've looked at. They're daring you. To, they're daring you to take them. They're daring you to take them. They are. You know, for two teams that aren't even in the same division, they sure end up playing each other a lot. As in, this is the fifth meeting in four years if you include the playoffs. You know, it's a great rivalry. Date back to the days of Steve Young, Brad Favre. You know, twenty plus years later, what do we have now? San Francisco has two good quarterbacks. Green Bay having one really good quarterback with a dairy vat of drama to go along with it. Hey, by the way, dude, some of the best ever was uh, battles was uh, Joe Montana versus Don Majkowski. Well, I think Montana's <laughs> better of that one. Uh, if you read, yeah. Um, As a Niners fan, you love that matchup. Well, yeah, because he sucked and Joe was great, and they didn't actually match up or they didn't meet up that often. Uh, but I, I do remember the Magic Man. He's a magic man. Hey, uh, just to give you a heads up before we go on, I'm looking right now. Sports Interaction, uh, minus three and a half. The Niners are paying now plus 105. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So money is coming in on Green Bay. So I'll tell you why that is. 
The 49ers have had a Baltimore Ravens-type luck at the running back position. Raheem Mostert went out in season one game, and promising rookie Trey Sermon is in concussion protocol and is listed as questionable for this one. Jermichael Hasty has a high ankle sprain and will be out for a few weeks. Now, they do have Kerryon Johnson on their practice squad. He had a pretty good year in Detroit last season. They also picked up Jacques Patrick from the Bengals practice squad. Now, I don't know what dire straits you need to be in to be grabbing guys off the Bengals practice squad, but... Dude, Jacques Patrick sounds like a Formula One driver. (laughs) (laughs) What the the fuck is that? And all I can say to that is bullshit. So Kyle Shanahan, other than maybe Bill Belichick, has a plug-and-play type of offense where you can bring a guy off the street who's pretty good at running the ball, and he'll have success behind that great offensive line. So I'm not too concerned about it. They use Debo Samuel in running situations quite often on reverses, screen plays. Now keep in mind that Debo Samuel leads the entire league in passing yards ahead of Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Presumably, uh, Brandon Ayuk, who's been a non-factor for the first two games, will see some more action as his hamstring issue improves. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey Lance under center for some quarterback sneaks. I'm not a big trend guy, and you know that, Maddie. But Aaron Rodgers has only beaten the 49ers four times in ten career games in California. Jimmy G, you know, it's been... Well said, 26 and 8 as a starter. Dude, I, I, I like your Niners here as well. I really do. Green Bay, I, I don't see him as a cohesive unit. And I think the score of last week's game against the Lions actually, it looked worse than it really was. Green Bay looked like they were having a problem with the Lions until just after halftime. Well, they were leaving after halftime for actually the fifth street meeting. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and this, the script plays out, you know, uh, lines go up early and Aaron Rodgers brings them back. But let's also consider that was a Monday night game. So they're on a short week. I, I, I got to take my Niners here. And that's not because I'm a Niner fan. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll bolster your point here. The Packers are ranked 27th in passing and 28th in rushing. Right. Yep. And that hard time with the lions. I mean, mm. I mean, both teams played the Lions. The Niners allowed much more points, but a lot was garbage time after the Niners were up by a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah. And, you know, you and I like to bring up coaching a lot and its impact on the betting lines. And in their three matchups as head coach, Shanahan's Niners have outscored LaFleur's Packers by an average of 10.2 points per game and outgained them by about 54 rush yards per game on the, like, and if they're going to keep doing it on the ground, you keep uh, Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And uh, just uh, to bolster your point also about Debo Samuel, I mean, he leads the NFL with 282 receiving yards this season. And that's the most by a San Francisco player in the first two games of a season since Hall of Famer Jerry Rice in 89. He had 285. Never heard of it. So the night. Never heard right? of it. Yeah. The Niners are back home after starting the season on the East Coast. Uh, The Packers are playing on a short week, and they're away from home. I'm taking the Niners here in their home opener with the points. Let's go Niners. I look at the quarterback situation, and I can see some of the things I'm sure that they saw in San Francisco early in Joe Montana's career. Don Mikowski could be that type of player.
And Monday night, prime time, we head to Big D, where the Dallas Cowboys are four-point favorites against the visiting Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams come in with a record of 1-1. One one. Big D already at 2-0 uh, and oh against the spread. Philly 1-1 one one against the spread. This is the Cowboys' home opener. And also, I do want to mention before we get into the discussion... There's a caveat when betting divisional matchups, and I think this is especially true in the NFC East. Strange shit happens in NFC East divisional games. Strange things are afoot. And you never really know, do you, Andy? Well, you usually know that the end of the game is going to be about a three-point differential. Absolutely. It's, it's the, uh, the standard field goal. So why the, why the four points for Dallas? Well, I'll tell you why. Um, one team won a game they probably shouldn't have, and the other team lost a game they probably shouldn't have. And I'm really talking about my 49ers against the Eagles. You know, if you – and I don't want to exclude the two 90-plus-yard drives that the 49ers had, but a 19-11 to 11 score was kind of weird. But for most of the game, and I did watch the entire thing, obviously, uh, the Eagles were – occupying the whole line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I think that was a game they probably should have won. I, I, I felt as a 49er fan, we got out of Veterans Stadium lucky, luckily. Lucky. And I think Dallas, obviously, they got lucky, way too lucky on referee calls or whatnot. I, so I think that affected the spread, you know, to that differential of three, which it should be. Um well, and Dallas is a public team, right? You're going to get a little bit of a tax with them because of their popularity as well. Taxation is theft. Well, they bake that into the line all the time anyway. But I, yeah, I think this is, I think this is a little false in the way of Dallas. They, they both, their defenses suck. <laughs> Philadelphia's defense. I- well, Philadelphia's is ranked 15th overall, at least. The Cowboys are 27th. Oh, no, Dallas' defense is horrible. Phillies, I think, should be a lot better than they are. Now, again, they allowed the 49ers, you know, 19 points, but, you know, there was some turnovers. I I don't know, man. Phillies' defense is ranked fourth overall, and they are middle of the pack on offense, ranked like 15th, but inside those numbers, yeah, they have a crappy passing game. They're 22nd, but they have the second overall rushing game, and this is going to come into effect in one second when you hear what I'm talking about because I think this game might come down to injuries. Looking at the Cowboys, first of all, they're banged up at the wide receiver position. Amari Cooper is questionable with bruised ribs, although he should be in the lineup on game day. And they're also without Michael Gallup, who's on IR. Now, though, defense, they already can't play defense. And for this game, they are missing a pile of starters. Middle linebacker Keanu Neal is on the COVID reserve list. Uh, Defensive end Randy Gregory, he's also on the uh, COVID reserve. And his backup, Dorrance Armstrong, is... Uh, he's uh, got a high ankle sprain. Defensive tackle Carlos Watkins has a knee sprain. Of course, Demarcus Lawrence and three others are on IR. That is ridiculous. Hertz is a seriously mobile quarterback. And like you said, Philadelphia can occupy both sides of the line of scrimmage quite well. And that kind of mobile quarterback with a big running game is going to tax an already taxed Cowboys defense. 
It's going to gas it on on the field. It's going to keep Dak on the sidelines. I like the Eagles to go into Big D, pull off the upset in prime time at plus 170, making them another Moneyline Maddie pick this week. Oh! Oh! How about that for fucking throwing my nuts out there, Pally? You know what? I'm going to co-sign this one with you, too. <laughs> oh! Oh! Philadelphia is, they just have yet to shine. They're, they're keeping their light in a barrel so far. I really, although they won four games last year, I think they're ready for breakout with Hurts. And Dallas, we know what Dallas is all about. I want me some glory, ho. Mike McCarthy is not going to do anything against Jalen Hurts. Trust me, man. Uh, Jalen Hurts, if you if you got him in fantasy, please start him because he's going to have a great day. I think the running backs are going to have a great day. Uh, Miles Sanders, for sure. I get, I'm get. i going to guarantee he gets 100 yards. I guarantee it. Not even say you on. I guarantee he reach on his pocket and put his five-dollar out there. Um, no, I, th- I think Dallas's defense is far too porous. You're in the, the shiny lights of Monday night. I love the Eagles in this one. Fly, Eagles, fly. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. And now it's time for the teaser. Oh, behave. And that's where Andy and I both give you a teaser we like for this weekend. Andy, start us off. What do you like for your tease? Well, I'm going to take two teams with very low totals, 42 and 41 and a half respectively. The first one goes into Foxborough, where the New Orleans Saints are playing the Patriots. Let's jump them up from plus one and a half to plus eight and a half, going through the Two key numbers of three and seven. New York Jets, as much as they do suck, and trust me, they do suck, but I don't see them losing to Denver, who's got an anemic offense by more than 16 points. Again, the total is 41.5. So you've got a lot of points on a very low total. I love that. It checks all the markers on what a teaser should look like for me. So again, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets. I almost said that with a straight face. All right, for my teaser, I want to go to Jacksonville where the Arizona Cardinals come into town. I want to take the Cardinals from seven and a half point favorites down to one and a half points. And for leg two, I like to go to, uh, well, Los Angeles where the Bucks are coming to town. We talked about this earlier. The wrong team's favored. So if you're going to give me the Rams already at a discount at plus one and a half, well, I'm going to take them to plus seven and a half going through the key numbers of three and seven, and I'm going to take my money all the way to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, to the blood bank. Well, thank you for listening to Almost Wise Guys. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week three games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra Studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out, pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Baby, please don't take your love away from me. Cause I will make you happy every
Your love away from me 